Oh, hello, and welcome to the Moto Mash, brought to you by the Midweek Mash Tatty Sportscast. I'm your host, Harvey. With me, as always, is Michael and Paul. How are you doing, lads? Hello. Very well. <laughs> <laughs> I just sang that one. Hey. Very, very well indeed. I feel the need to put a bit of excitement in life after a very straightforward race, my friend. So I'm just going to sing now and again. <laughs> no bother. <laughs> no bother at all. Um, <laughs> before we get into the F1, actually, um, have you seen that Ferrari are um, entering into Le Mans for the first time in... Oh, aye. 50 years well that's actually not true mm. right, they entered like in the 90s but what they mean is their, their factory car I guess it is but it's alright so like a, an actual car car no <laughs> you'd think that but no um, explain that's the terminology is all over the place of the Lomans, but I it's like the top uh, tier then so for the first time in 50 years Ferrari are putting a works sports car in to compete. So, single seater, so a rocket kind of number? Uh, it'd be a, it's classified as a what, Le Mans hypercar, I think is what they call it. Um, it's going to be like a four-wheel drive twin turbo V6. Sweet. Mm -hmm. So, looks like Ferrari's back in, uh, in Le Mans. Some I've never ever watched in my life. Le Mans? Mm, never ever. What's, what's it like? You mm. ever came across it? <laughs> I watched Aye. it a few times. Just, oh, yeah. right. oh, damn. Paul. <laughs> Paul. Yes? Get that Googled. <laughs> what? Actually actually watching all the all the Ferrari car? No, Hold up. The, the Ferrari car. Hold up. Aye. Wait, yeah. Fair oh, aye, aye. If you look at that Jesus bad boy, I'm, I'm on it. I'm um, on it. I should have been on it. Oh, sweet so Jesus! I, that is. Yep, that's the something. Ferrari, Ferrari F one nine nine P. Oh my! Felix. Awesome. Oh, that is so Jesus. <laughs> that's like when you're ten and you a draw a supercar. Piece of machine. That, that, that is a. That is a fucking. Fantasy car for a child, man. Gran Turismo. Because... Fucking, what do you call it? Concept car. You know you always get these, <laughs> these mad fucking cars with all the rockets in Gran Turismo. Mm. <laughs> wow. Mm -hmm. Nice. She's a beaut. It is indeed. Mm -hmm. That's gorgeous. Aye. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform in the Le Mans this year. Um, well, 2023, but, um, all right. Michael, you watch Le Mans? I've, I've never, like, sat and thing. attempted to watch a full race or anything like that. <laughs> Not. Nah, I mean, <laughs> that. Which, I mean, that would be a serious undertaking. You I mean, know, that's, that's like a massive, ridiculous fan. I, even to try and do it in, like, you know, I don't know, like, four hours a day, like, have it recorded or whatever and <laughs> try and put no um no so I've not done that but I have I have watched uh, like stuff about it <clears throat> kind of mini 
documentary type things and mm-hmm. videos and clips and stuff. Yeah. The thing that always comes to my head first is the the horror crash for like the I think it was the fifties, sixties maybe. Oh, the fifties or the sixties. Don't know if he's ever seen it. Oh, man. It's one of the worst crashes in the history of motorsport. It's shocking, mm-hmm. man. Probably have. There's yeah. there, there's actually like there's video footage of it on YouTube, man. You can see yeah. bits and pieces of it. You know what it's, I always uh, Oh sorry when you go fella. Crazy. I always think of that cinema advert with Alan McNish. You ever remember the one? Like obviously it was when he won Le Mans 24. It's part I think it was part of the Honda team, so it was like a Honda advert. And it was always I always remember it was on in the cinema before the film came on, and it was him talking about the physical toll of driving in a Le Mans car, like one of these supercars. Mm. Like it's, it would send your heart mm-hmm. rate to like as if you were effectively running for two now. Like, do they do like two, like an hour long shift or something inside the car, something like that, innit? it? I don't know if it's fixed. Even, I think it varies. I just depends. I do the rain thing to a degree. Aye. I mean, there's probably I'd imagine they'll have rules in place like the maximum amount of time. Aye, that you can do you it. Can, you can go for or whatever, but. Yeah, I think generally speaking, they go for an hour or two at a time. Aye. I think I think the physical toll is effectively like playing a, a high level sport. Like it's, I mean, it's, I suppose that's the same oh, for F one drivers, aye. obviously, isn't it? Like the mental load and the aye. obviously the physical toll as well. Like it's burning crazy calories. It's like, um, do you know what it's? What a good comparison is uh, a, a long distance runner, right? So, aye, aye. Formula One, Formula One's the equivalent to a marathon runner. Right, and then Le Mans is an ultra marathon. <laughs> Sweet Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that so you get three drivers, right? Right, right. Um, three drivers, pressure. Aye, three drivers. Three drivers. Um, obviously taking turns, and no driver can be in the car for more than 14 hours God so, away that is across the full race aye across the full race like so um, <laughs> just thought I'd clarify like, that <laughs> aye <laughs> so you can split it up into like each driver does 8 hours or whatever like mm. it's up to the team to strategise yeah. I mean um, I think it, drivers tend not to go sit in the car for more than 4 hours so, right, so you're doing like a four-hour driving shift, like the way a, a truck driver would. Basically, like how a long-distance lorry driver, like same. if they're going to yeah. somewhere into Europe, they drive for like four hours and they, they have to stop, so mm-hmm. and so forth. Mm-hmm. Four hours on, eight hours off, um, effectively. It's, it's, it's like change now, like when it was first start, well, no, it's first started, but like back in the day, basically, way back in the day, Aye. it was... Pro- a proper marathon. I mean, obviously the cars were different. Like they weren't these hyper cars, so that you weren't getting the same G forces and stuff. But I mean, you aye, still had aye. to have crazy levels of concentration and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and like they would do longer stints. And um, I don't. Know, I think it used to be two drivers, not three. Wow, I'm not, but I've got that in my head that it used to be a team of two. Probably was at one point. Once upon a time. Mm-hmm. Um. But I mean, like, I they used to like fucking drive without seatbelts and shit, like, <laughs> <laughs> right. just <laughs> well, like, see, like, the, the crash that I, like I mentioned, like, 
back then, that yeah, was, was f- not even close to being safe. <laughs> no, oh, well, that's like cars are made was so like different now. Shocking, like. man. Oh, I, I think uh, that. I think that was the fifties, Michael. Man, I'm sure the one you're thinking of. Well, yeah, I believe just... so. Anyway, I think it's the fifties. I can vaguely remember it. It's like a big fireball and shit, right? Aye, the the car went into the crowd. It's, oh mm, God! Mm. Uh, 55. 55. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Aye, right. Mm-hmm. Aye, the basically, um, what was it? So, going off of memory, one guy, one guy stops, has some sort of issue, goes to get out of the car, something like oh, that. Oh, Jesus. They, they, they basically, they, they come to a stop or whatever, and then, um, it's like the car behind sees it and moves, but then the one behind that one doesn't have enough time to react. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Um, mm-hmm. Hits it, flaps, and then the car cartwheels through the crowd. Oh, God, man. Mm-hmm. Aye, totally different. Even in even in like mm-hmm. an old grainy video where you can't see any detail, it's brutal. Aye, and there's, there's video you. footage of them there's video footage of them starting to like kind of clear up the wreckage afterwards and like you can see the bodies lying in the background and stuff oh, like that. It's, it's no easy more, viewing. No, that'd be terrible. Actually, just I'm looking at yeah, it and I think... Sorry. I think they kept racing, didn't they? Fuck. Oh, aye. Oh, I don't know. Show sure must was, go on. Aye. I, I think that's one of the things that I can remember. Like, Fuck. there was a... De- there's like a deed body. I think it was a driver on the side of the road. Jeez. Like and he just covered him with a white sheet, yeah. and his motors are just fucking hearing past, coming past, and like the marshals mm-hmm. are like, keep going, keep going. Like, it's like what the fuck? It's like, uh, you know, so eighty-three spectators, nearly one hundred and eight hundred. Jesus Christ! Eighty-three killed spectators. Eight, all right, all right. Hi, fucking mental. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was just, I was going to say there that, you know that during a race, I just read in Men's Health there, you can lose up to 10 pounds of your bloody body weight through sweat. Aye, aye. fucking, how bloody hellish Mm -hmm. must you feel after it? 10 pounds in a fucking day. Dear God, but a weight cut for UFC. I mean, that's what, (laughs) pound, it's what, two and a half pounds roughly to a kilogram. To to a kilogram, aye. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's uh, one liter of water is roughly a kilogram. Aye, God Almighty, man! So what did you say? Ten pounds. Ten pounds of weight. Aye, ten pounds of weight. So five, <coughs> seven. So somewhere between five and eight liters of sweat. Aye, it's coming out of you, man. Aye, you're gonna be honking getting out of that motor, man, and feel pretty bad. Right. <laughs> That's that's harrowing, man. You're definitely going to feel that. Fuck. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I wonder if they like Febreze the motors when they're by. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, the cars must be like the inside of a hockey player's kit bag, man. It must be absolutely (laughs) vile. (laughs) Even a nice hockey player's going, whoa, whoa. (laughs) Smell coming out of that door, man. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> see, 
See while we're spending time talking about random stuff, right? Aye. Before we go to the actual race. <laughs> have you ever seen have you ever seen the F1 driving position? Wait, how they mm. actually drive? Wait, it's as in aye, aye, the body position that they're in while driving. I'm sure I watched aye, something on it years ago, but I need to refresh my memory. It's, it's, it's strange, man. Pretty weird, man. So it is. It may, it kinda makes sense, but it, <laughs> when you see it, it's weird. Oh mm -hmm. God, I. I see a line right back effect. You're looking at W as if you've had a bloody heart attack. W position. You're you're like turtle, turtle fucking stuck in its shell. <laughs> God, that can't. Well, I mean. It's bounty mate you hell of stuff, isn't you, it, man? Well, you think like I mean, you're kinda leaning back, right? So uh, I don't know. I don't know if until I actually do it, but in theory it I should be more comfortable than driving a normal motor, like <laughs> But um aye. Depending on how padded <laughs> it is in the bottom, I don't know, I, I guess like um I've got, I've got it right in front of me now. It's a very unusual position. That is. I feel like, like over time that would hardly top yeah. your back. Like, you what? Sorry. Over time that would that's bound to hurt your back. Like up at the top. I mean, especially with this year with the the porpoising effect, where cars are jutting well, up and down and up and down, like. Mm -hmm. like I, I can remember was it Nick DeVries after he had, he had that race with Williams and he he was ninth wasn't he and he, he basically mm, nice. couldn't yeah. get out of the car because he was that seized oh, I, I now completely mm -hmm. understand that mm -hmm. <laughs> Aye. well since we're, we're We've moved on to F1. Hey. Let's talk about uh, the race at the weekend then, shall we? First of all, <laughs> congratulations to Max Verstappen hey. uh, for winning 14 races in the season. That's now a new record. Um, bravo. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, man. Um, later on in the episode, we'll talk about some of the records and stuff, but uh, congratulations for that one. Um <laughs> so at the weekend we were at Mexico or Mexico um what is it 2.2k two, 2 or 2.2 .2 miles can't remember which one above, one sea, two, level. above sea level mm. so it was uh, yeah it was pretty thin up there um Paul did you get to see any of the qualifying none sorry <laughs> Halloween party day with the uh, kids, unfortunately. Uh, I missed a lot of it. Uh, that's good, man. That's all good. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know myself and Michael, we, we watched it. So. Aye. It's kilometres, is it? There you go. 2.2k yep. above. Um, mm. Aye. Um, Which so makes I, sense, I, 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 I want to say the highest mountains are like a couple of miles high. Mm. Aye, of course. Aye. Sorry. As you were. Ah, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what was the um, question? What was happening? <laughs> um, no, we were talking about qualifying. So I don't myself uh, um and and you 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 and myself, sorry, we watched qualifying. <laughs> um 
Bloods, whatever. Podcasting. <laughs> um, I we watched we watched the qualifying. Um, it was pretty. It was, it was pretty good. Actually. It was pretty interesting. Um, mm-hmm. So it was uh, one of the things that I just couldn't wrap around my head was Haas. Um, they knew that Kevin Magnussen was changing that engine, but I don't know exactly which part it was. Um, so he was going to start the grid for the back. So instead of them sending him out to help Mick Schumacher, you know, because that would make sense, you know, try and help him get into the into Q2. Um, ah, they didn't. They? <laughs> They just mm-hmm. let him go. Mick Schumacher put in a really good time that got deleted because he exceeded track limits. That when you look at it, <laughs> he doesn't gain an advantage if anything he loses time. But hey, you know. Um, it's a couple of times he's been so stung by that. Drops him. Ah, it's a few times he's done it. Um, mm. Aye. And. That, and the thing is, by the time that they got told, you know, because they're winding down, it was near the end of the the qualifying uh, Q1. Um, he, you know, he wasn't going for it, so then he had to kind of try and warm up his tyres and go again. And ultimately, he never got that the same time. Um, but uh, it was just strange that they didn't set out for K-Mag to help him, like give him a tour to to make sure he got a good time to get into Q2, surely, surely that, that should have been in your mind. Like, you know, get yep. one of us as far up as we can, you know, let's try and get some points or something. But no. I, mean, I just found it very strange. Without putting the tinfoil hat on fully, would that suggest that their intentions are clear for next season as far as Mick Schumacher goes. Well, I kind of alluded that mm. to Michael. <laughs> I was like, it just seems that he's an afterthought. When we were talking about it, we were saying that like it seems as if ever since the announcement was made that Mick Schumacher had left the Ferrari Driver Academy, mm-hmm. week be week, Haas of basically took less interest in him you know what I mean it seems as if he's he's went downhill since then he's he's yeah. just no getting the chance now for some reason you know what I mean it's as if the 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 deal with Ferrari to supply the engine and stuff like it's as if that goes a wee bit further than just being a supplier mm-hmm sure um aye it's just odd isn't it um, hey maybe Mick Schumacher's new for that time as well that he wasn't got to re-sign with Haas so mm. you know maybe that could be playing on him and maybe that's why he's not getting the performances Possibly, that he's yeah. you know, is he worth it that, though or is he not there's a it, question what sorry is he worth it though Mick Schumacher do you think I mean we've we've spoken back and forward over the past kind of year about Potential way, but is he as he really lived lived up to it? Well, he can't live up to it when he's in a. <laughs> well, aye, he can't live up to it when he's in a car that he can't prove. 
anything. Do you know what I mean? I I mean I, I get what you're saying there, but that, but then I, I point to the likes of George Russell, who despite being in I what was effectively a wheelie, a wheelie bin, he pulls a hell of a lot out of it. So I was I was due to um, use Russell as a as a an example there because Russell's a guy who is a like a phenomenal one lap specialist. He's a great qualifier, usually. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Saturday being so, the name. He he was able to stand out in the Williams because he was getting everything and more that was possible out of that car on a one lap basis. Mm-hmm. But more often yep. than no, it would fall during the race because it just didn't have the race pace. Yep. Um the thing with Mick Schumacher is he's he's like a kinda gritty dogfighting style of driver like he, he's he's what to be in there going for overtakes he's not a one lap specialist he's not a qualifier mm-hmm. he showed that he showed that through like his um, Formula 2 career his, his time in F2 he, he wasn't a top qualifier but he would win races mm-hmm. um, so I think that he's somebody that is always going to I feel like we actually spoke about this before but I feel like he's somebody that we have. Is, he's, <laughs> oh, he's always going to look He's always going to look less than when he's in a no-so-good car that can't, that isn't mm-hmm. going to allow him to fight during a race. You know what I mean? Aye. Aye, no, that's a fair Aye. enough point. Um, and with it jumping into the race, but you can see in the race that the Haas just fucking fell off a cliff. Mm. So it did it say a very bad week. Um, which we can do. Mm. Aye. Um, so yeah, th- uh, qualifying, um, Mercedes looked good, Red Bull looked good, Ferrari, yeah. Um, <laughs> George Russell, he was very close uh, to, to being on pole. Very, very. Um, very, very close. He actually improved on the time that he had set previous, but him... He, along like Mick Schumacher, actually on the for the same corner, got his time deleted. Right. Um, and again, there's uh, that corner that we, they went over. That it's there's no advantage. Literally, it slows you down. So I don't know why you're getting the time deleted for that, but um, mm. it's just strange. <laughs> to be honest, it's completely strange. Um, and I, George Russell, was very apologetic to um, his team after qualifying. I think on one of the laps, he he um, he overshot one of the corners a wee bit um, when he came out. It went a bit wide um, and kind of had a wee the car did a wee dance, lost some time. So he was saying sorry for that because it could have. Uh, if if that didn't happen, he could have uh, qualified for pole, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know because I don't know the the time that he lost, but in his mind, that there cost him the pole. But um, aye. Um, anything stood out for you in qualifying, Michael? Um. No, really. <laughs> so, uh, during qualifying, actually, is when 
I found out that Mercedes, the car, was... Um, what's the word that I use here? Anyway... Their car was was responding well to the to the to the um the, con- the sea level. The conditions? <laughs> Not the sea level, but to the, the atmosphere. atmosphere. The environment. The atmosphere. Yes. Fucking hell, atmosphere. <laughs> right. So the Mercedes car was responding very well to the atmosphere up there. Um so mm. it turns out the thin air. Obviously, I'm not going to get into detail about it because um <laughs> in no way qualified to but <laughs> you ain't no scientist, <clears throat> man. <laughs> no, um, basically what they were saying is the way that the Mercedes car is designed and, uh, and etc. The uh, the, the downforce <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yes, uh, the downforce and stuff. So the thinner air was actually helping Mercedes so and making them quicker. Can I give a can I give a very quick rudimentary exp- explanation? Why uh, you can I fire right. So because it's a high altitude, the air is thinner. The mm-hmm. Mercedes is a particularly high drag car, so mm-hmm. it, the, the the aerodynamic design means that a lot of air drags over the car, right? To yep. sort of oversimplify it, so the the heavier mm-hmm. or denser the air, like being close to sea level, means that that air effectively weighs them down more, so they kind of go quick on a straight. That's where Red Bull, and it used to be why Ferrari, although Ferrari seemed to be going backwards, but it, at the start of the season, Ferrari and Red Bull were streaks ahead on the straights because of that fact. At Mexico mm-hmm. being so high, the air been thinner, they don't have that density sort of weighing them down, ah. so they can go that bit faster on the straights. So Red Bull lose a wee bit. Red Bull still have an advantage because they're aerodynamically better, but the advantage is less because of the thinner mm-hmm. air. Yep. Fair play. Um, so... Obviously, we were, me and Michael were talking about it off of you, and I was like, oh, that's good, because, you know, we can actually see a proper race today, and, you know, it should be exciting for the day. And then Michael kind of thought a wee bit further, and was like, oh, so, I'm paraphrasing what I said here, but... um so today's like the race could actually be a false positive for um, for uh, Mercedes. I was like, oh, he's like, aye, because in terms of the, upgrades. Know, the, the, up, the yeah. upgrades, it could look like they're performing better than they are mm-hmm. um, because of it. Yeah, I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Aye, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll actually have to wait till next week uh, to see if. If the upgrades are that good, if it was the upgrades yep. that, that, or if it was the air, or a bit of both. So going, where are they going? Oh, it's Brazil. 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 It's not. It's not next week, is it? It's it's the week after next. Three weeks away. It's well. I mean, I. It's the eleventh. It's not this weekend. Week. No, this weekend, aye. next weekend. Aye. Uh, ne- next week, seeing it's next week is factual for the time of recording. Yes. But aye, um, aye. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, when we say that in the podcast, we mean this weekend, but we get confused. Aye, <laughs> mm. yes, the classic so, circuit. Mm. Sorry, anyway. yes, <laughs> that would be a good one. Um, Love it. We'll do that in a bit though. So, 
Aye. Into the race. So, obviously, Verstappen uh, starts pole. Then you have Russell, Hamilton, Perez, and then the Ferraris. Uh, it was a good start, actually, with the race. Uh, it was pretty exciting. Verstappen came over to cover uh, Russell, which let Hamilton come up a wee bit. And then <laughs> Russell had to make a move because he was getting the the, uh, the toe. Nah, the slipstream for Verstappen. He tried to make a move. He had to. <laughs> he either had to break or try and make a move. Um, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. Him and Hamilton came close. Um, Russell kind of... <sighs> Russell in the corner, he had to turn a bit sharper uh, than he would have liked to avoid uh, contact with, with Hamilton, which then let Hamilton through. Um, and then on the, that straight after, Perez takes uh, Russell. So it wasn't the best start for Russell, but good for Hamilton and, and Perez, I guess. Uh, Haas just fell off a cliff right for the start. <laughs> uh, pretty much everybody passed Mick Schumacher and came back. Um, it's just a disaster for them. You can just see the car was just terrible. Um... So I, we started racing. Um, obviously, Red Bull started on softs, um, and Mercedes started on mediums. Oh, uh, yep. I, initially, when I seen Red Bull start on softs, I thought they would probably do a two stopper. Um, and I think it's very likely that was the original plan. Uh, pr- probably. Um, then Mercedes was got to do a one stopper, but actually, when you say that, right, the um, one of the you know like Pirelli do the pit stop strategies, they actually had um, uh, the two stopper is the quickest. So you start in the softs, mm. then go into medium, and then on to another set of medium. Yep. Um, that would be the quickest. So yeah. can I assume that that would have uh, been what they were going to do or, or probably a soft, medium, soft. Uh, but Pirelli had that as like a slower, a slower um, one. So um, I don't know how they worked out, but anyway. And then the one stopper was medium onto hards. So I... Mercedes said that they were going to do something different. They would try everything to win. I think Total Wolf even was quoted as saying um, that if they had to, they would sacrifice one of the drivers to win the race. And they like, talked and he a really big game. Ah, they talked a very big game going into the race. Aye. Aye. So they were they were up for it, uh, which is good to see. I actually wanted to see you what would happen and uh, that, I was kind of hoping that Ferrari that the qualifying was just like a blip in the, in the actual race they'd be very quick and we would get to see what I've been waiting for Red Bull Mercedes and Ferrari you know just fighting at the top like the, the six just 
you know, trying for overtakes, but kind of didn't work out that way. Uh, but that is what it is, right? Um, so, in the race, on lap 15, did you see Pierre Gasly? He forced um, uh, Stroll off the track. Aye, aye, he did, aye. When he went... Aye. What were you saying, Michael? He was, yep. he was saying, yeah, yep. he was aye. agreeing with you. That he saw it. <laughs> yeah. So, so I can, aye. So, um, obviously, he's coming the inside and he's locked up. So, you know, unintentional. Cool. But he does they give Stroll the position back because he, he gains the position, right? Mm-hmm. But then it takes to lap 18 for race control to come back and say, like he's got a five second penalty for for um forcing another driver off the the track. Yep. So why did it take so long? Uh, you know, and by the way, uh, lap thirteen is actually when it was. So it was uh, that was even longer passing than originally quoted. That was lap thirteen. It was, was it? lap thirteen. I've just seen I because I'm thirteen. As always, right. I've got stuff playing in the background just to keep me fresh. But I've, I've just went past it. Lap right, thirteen right. is when it, so it takes literally. Mm-hmm. Fa- I mean, the amount of like things that can then. go south in five additional laps, like right. it's very slow. Like I just, aye. It seems I like, don't know why it mm. took so long for them to. I mean. Insert a remark about Red Bull here. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> the old conspiracy. But why it took so long, you know what I mean? The Bill conspiracy. They tend to make a quick decision if it favours Red Bull. <laughs> the old oh. Bill conspiracy. <laughs> I just, I mean, I mean, stop me if I'm wrong, but that seemed incredibly cut and dry. That takes two minutes. Locked up, blocked them off, right, five second penalty. Give the place back. How, how are you sitting for five minutes going, but did he? But did he? I, that's unusual, that's man. What I'm, five what I'm minutes. Saying. You can see it in that. real time. Mm-hmm. You see it in real time. Mm. You have folk who are watching all aspects of the race. Very strange. For instances like this, who then flag it and say whatever. You can tell in one replay what happened. It would take you, let's say, 30 seconds if that to pull up a replay watch the clip and say right stroll eh, or Gasly he stroll the position back mm. and if he doesn't he then he gets the the, the, the penalty but it takes you another five laps to, to come and say because obviously by that time he's nowhere near him I think stroll actually got overtaken by somebody else at that point um, so like you can't get the position back. It's right, crazy. I don't know what <laughs> I don't know what they're doing at the FIA. Honestly, uh, race control and that's so strange. Um, they're a mess. Aye. <laughs> aye. So, see, see it in the one. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> they are a mess. Called it. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Should call um. Oh god, that film. I've got my broom. <laughs> What's this? the one with Will Ferrell and uh, Yakamakis did? Yakamakis, the Celtic anyway, player. Fuck it. 
No, no Yakamakis. <laughs> Zaka fucking Fakamakis or whatever. Galifianakis, guys. Galifianakis. Oh, Jesus. Chelsea's Yakamakis and Will Ferrell. Nailed it. Yes. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway, move on. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember your name. Oh. The election. <laughs> The election. Eh? It's the election or the campaign or something, isn't it? Is it the campaign? The campaign. Aye. campaign Aye. Aye, with the baby it, punch, in it? It's the bit where he punches the baby. Aye. Uh, the slow mo. <laughs> Aye. Aye. <sighs> but not a Celtic striker. <laughs> I know Yakamakis. Fuck knows why I said Yakamakis. <laughs> oh, God. Outstanding. Anywho. Anywho. Um, so I get to a bit through the, the race and, and Max Verstappen comes in for his mediums and you think, oh, here we go, see what's, what's what here. Um, because actually they kept him out for longer than they thought the pit window. So the pit window for the softs was like 16 to 22 laps, they said, and he stayed out to lap 26 20, end of 25 and into 26 so a couple of laps more not not much um he was complaining about his tires then for so left yeah they brought him in so we're like right let's see what's what what happens here and in my head i had lewis hamilton going for it and like building a gap uh, but it just never happened like a big enough gap that he could pit and then come out in front of Max Verstappen uh, but it just didn't happen yeah it did on the mediums for him I don't know I don't know why well Ferrari's a very good card but eh, Red Bull sorry um, and then Lewis Hamilton comes in for hards like on the 30th lap so it's confirmed that they're, they're going for a one-stop. But do you know what I thought was was interesting? Just after Hamilton came in for his hards, uh, George Russell was on the radio saying that he wants to finish on the softs. So I don't know. I don't know how that would have worked. <laughs> Um, because at the time I don't think they had the the uh, the information that the sauce would actually have lasted to the end of the race. Then, um, but, I think what he was probably asking for was a two stop. He probably wanted to go go and get I another probably, set of mediums, mm -hmm. and then go and then soft. Go for for the the soft. Um, mm. I in my head I thought that's probably what it was, uh, but. Because I couldn't, I couldn't see him going for hards and then going on but the sauce. That wouldn't make sense. Now, but just a wee, a wee throwback here, a wee reference. Uh, mm. Total Wolf saying about sacrificing the driver on that. Mm -hmm. I think they tried to. I think Russell was supposed to stay out as long as possible and slow right, the Red right. Bulls down. Uh, aye. But he was mm -hmm. on the radio whinging like a fucking child. And so they brought him in, they so, gave in to him again. 
No. So one of the great developments this season is Michael's disdain of George Russell. It's grown oh, and grown. But <laughs> it's the I had so much faith. I had so much faith that he was going to be respectful for at least a season or so and he was going to learn everything he could and he would bide his time until it was time for him to you know fill, fill the shoes of the sort of the you know the, the, the first driver <laughs> but he's just turned into an absolute whinging arsehole fuck <laughs> 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 can't remember what times it's terrible Digging oh, about heavy in the day man <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know like I get it I'd get I would honestly get it right if Mercedes had been fantastic <laughs> right if they had the car to compete and he was like in the fight for like second place in the, in the driver's championship and it was like him and Hamilton were fighting tooth and nail for second place but it has not been like that at all the car has been pish mm -hmm. Hamilton spent most of the season sacrificing race weekends today testing and Russell's mm -hmm. been doing everything he can to just finish a heat of Hamilton and moaning at every wee hang and getting worse by race by race by race. <laughs> I've just had enough of it now. <laughs> just annoys me. But I haven't, well, I've got an alternative theory on Mercedes this weekend, though, I've got to say. I think, uh, what we're saying, right. I, think, I think they did try sacrifice a driver. Is it possible that as the race wore on that they thought it more sensible to ensure that both cars finish as high as possible going into the final two weekends where they are now only 30 points behind Ferrari. Mm -hmm. Which, and I mean, potentially in one of good course. weekend they can chew that up. Like, because ob obviously, as, as so, we've spoken about on the likes of Drive to Survive, like the big money is in finishing as high as you can up that constructor's table. And mm -hmm. second is obviously better than third. I mean, that is the stupidest, most obvious thing ever that I've probably ever said on here. Mm -hmm. And I've seen a lot of stupid, silly things. But is it a bit of pragmatism? Like just playing it a bit safe after what has been a very frustrating year and just try to get the best that they can out of it? Oh, for sure. I think that they, their plan was to go for it and win the race. And as Stoke said, they would sacrifice a driver to get to win. But as the race went on, it looked as if they weren't going to get that done. So what they've done is they've just did the safe approach and say, right, and we can secure second and third. Well, they thought second and third, but second and fourth. Mm. Um, we're going by this strategy. I think Russell knew that they were going to do that. I think that's why he went on the radio and said he didn't well actually by the time that he said that he wanted to go and uh, finish on the softs they already had the date of a Hamilton's car they were like oh because they were only doing what they were supposed to do they, they thought that the Hards were going to do he kept telling Lewis Hamilton they'll fire up eventually you know it's just like I think they said Miami or something like that um, they kept telling him that but so I think Russell wanted to finish in the sauce. I didn't want to go in the hards because he he seen that they were fish. Um, but whatever. Mm. Um, so I, I I mean as I say, 
both of the Mercedes drivers, like lap 43, the two of them were complaining. Hamilton and Russell, like, these socks are shite, but they're not good. Hards. I remember <laughs> Hamilton complaining about uh, performance. Oh, hard, sorry, like. hards. Sorry, no, no softs, hards. The hards weren't working. And then they kept just telling him again, oh, they'll fire up, they'll fire up. Mm. So, like, I've got a bit of a theory. <laughs> right. Um, I think that the mediums on the Mercedes were performing very well to a point and mm -hmm. the performance they were getting worried Red Bull. So their concerns meant that they went longer than they wanted to and then mm -hmm. they adjusted their strategies to account for what Mercedes mm -hmm. were doing and they made the assumption I think that the, the mediums were running so well in the Mercedes that they could push for a long stint potentially right to the end on the medium Aye, on the end. Just and then very them. shortly after the Red Bull <laughs> pit it the, the mediums on mm -hmm. the Mercedes started to fall off a cliff and they started to struggle with the mediums and so then everybody had to start adjusting again. Mm. And then so the Mercedes have went to the hard, which conceivably was the plan, but I think they wanted to go longer in the medium before they went in for the hards. Mm -hmm. um, I think they put it there little than what they intended to. Um, and then when they've went to the hard, they found that they couldn't get the hard switched on. They couldn't get the pace with it. Aye, the hard was... And it just really hurt them. Never shite. No, oh, I hurt them. Um... Aye, <laughs> could have hurt them a lot more if Ferrari were up and running <laughs> the way they were. Or even if Perez, that's another thing. Perez, that was so strange. Like Perez, at one point he was right behind Lewis Hamilton. Like he was DRS, he was in DRS zone, but he didn't ever really try to overtake him. He's probably been. I don't, I don't know why. Tires. Well, well, um, he'd been killing his tires um, trying to try to get on him. Of course, yeah. that's that with the one stop mm -hmm. stra strategy is that if you go too hard, you risk mm -hmm. that kind of tire life. Mm -hmm. Um, but I thought that they could have they could have let him go like for one lap, just say right, you've got this lap. If you can't pass him, that's it. Mm. Um. I think if he passed them, it would be a, it would have been a completely different race. I think that would have forced Mercedes because that was before they changed to the hards. That would have forced them to change to a different strategy. So maybe in hindsight, it was good for Red Bull. <laughs> they never did ever took them, hmm. um, but <laughs> you know. Um, but I just I was like, check it's his home, you know, it's his home race. But anyway, I digress. Uh, and then we had the Ricardo incident. Ricardo, not Ricardo. Okay, there we go. Um, <laughs> where he, where, <laughs> where he uh, takes out Sonoda. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, the commentators like, oh, they're going to get him back to the pits, and he's we've got to see if uh, if he can get going again. And I'm looking at the motor on the telly, and I'm like. Are they seeing the motor for the other side or what? Because there's a <laughs> massive hole on the side of that motor. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> um, that out with a hammer. 
Den tager bare Ej. <laughs> And then, uh, when he pits, they couldn't get the, uh, the, fr- the front wing change, so they were like, ah, done. Um, but Ricardo, what was he doing? <laughs> I thought it was, whoa. Um, he shouldn't have tried to turn in there. I don't know what he was thinking, but anyway, um, he gets a 10 second penalty. And then after that, he just goes in a tear and he just overtaking folk left, right, and centre. <laughs> so he is. It's like, damn, Danny, where is this coming from? I know, man. Imagine if he tried um, every fucking week. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is my only takeaway for it. Like, <laughs> he, he's going to be the most frustrating driver like, on the grid for that, by the way. He's got all the talent, all the talent in the world, mm-hmm. and just doesn't fucking care yeah. to me. I mean, I'm yeah, sure he does care, but I, I feel like he's he just gets such the wrong mental mindset like to be a to be a top driver back. he's just aye. fucking horizontal he's gonna go like the Sonoda aye like him and aye. Sonoda have a similar it's became a job <laughs> and it's like like ah whatever <laughs> like oh he's he's good when I'm fighting and that but you know talent without eh, passion <laughs> aye that's exactly Ronan, it Mick. there aye. you go the passion just isn't there you're running that's what it is <laughs> honestly man rubber dance with the best of them never did it ever ever there's somebody to compete to Ronan McCutcheon (laughs) where all the talent in the world didn't give a fuck (laughs) (laughs) they'll write songs about that man in 50 years (laughs) they'll write songs of that man the ballad of Ronan the man who could Irish dance but hated it didn't care Aye. Honestly, the man, world champion with no fucks to give. <laughs> to the world, Aye. but did not like it. <laughs> this is shit. <laughs> seven world championships or something that I had. He won. Fucking ridiculous. That know, is man. absolutely ridiculous. By the way. Truly <laughs> ridiculous. Like, oh, running the world championships. World championships are coming up in two months running. Oh, right. I suppose I better uh, train. <laughs> <laughs> everybody's nice. training year round for it this <laughs> just, just, just this wee scheme dog from your cap just turns up and does it man <laughs> oh, boy I love man. it <laughs> oh, anyway means nothing to anybody um, man, but fuck it <laughs> I don't know uh, and then Pierre Alonso um, Pierre Alonso <laughs> Did you see when he's his, his motor gave up on him? He mm-hmm. was, I think it was a uh, mixed emotions. He was, he was, was gutted, but he was furious the at the same the time. Furious, what I was <laughs> <laughs> Smashing for <laughs> No, just as he as he rolls into the into the sunset and see you again, please. Oh, aye, aye. <laughs> <laughs> is it the other drivers oh. go in the bend and he just goes straight? <laughs> What <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <hammering> and bloody Baku? <laughs> 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 the old break fault. Yeah, <laughs> uh, good. Uh, <laughs> um, and then right at the end of the race, we have Michael's best pal, George Russell. He's still moaning. He's saying, "Fucking tires, shit, which the worst." Yeah, he said he wanted to to box so they said right Max wanted to box for the fastest lap 
um, go for the fastest lap, put the softs on. He actually gets his fastest lap, so that, that was good. So they get the extra championship point for that. Um, why? The podium was uh, Max Verstappen, Lewis Hamilton, and then Checo. And I said it would be Max Verstappen, Checo, and either Hamilton or Leclerc, so... No for off, fella. There we go. The Mercedes, but it looked good. I think the tyre choice ultimately let them down. I think the race would have been a lot closer if they had went on a similar strategy. Um, but they went for it with the hards. They were taking a chance, which ultimately never paid off, unfortunate for them. Um, aye. But <coughs> race. there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, through it so it was, it was exciting I liked it um, they rather enjoy the Mexico's Mexico Grand Prix Mexican Grand Prix fucking hell mm-hmm. um, so it was good it was good um, did any of you thought I had anything about the race or are we all good I all good um, just interesting again to see with Hamilton having a competitive car being a Mm-hmm. A driver ahead of Russell once again. I think that's been the theme of the last few weeks. Is as that Mercedes gets more competitive, the monster within Hamilton mm-hmm. wakes up more and more and more. There's probably a lot of frustration mm-hmm. in Russell for that as well. As I think we alluded to at the start of the season when Russell was arguably overperforming in that Mercedes, is that he was he was coming from a situation that he was used to where Williams were. As you're saying, Mick, he, mm. he could get a hell of a lot out of something that wasn't very good. And now it's, now it's a totally different situation and you're actually seeing the real talent there, like with Hamilton. When he's got something that's worth driving, by fuck, is he very good? I mean, he obviously is very good. Mm-hmm. Eight-time world champion. Mm-hmm. We Seven also times, know sorry. now... Seven times, sorry. We also know now that most of the season... Hamilton spent a lot of time through free practice and um, even times during races and stuff trying different settings and trying. Um, mm-hmm. tweaks to the aerial and stuff like he, he was basically yep. then he, he was like the test driver mm-hmm. which um, is mad because who he is Russell was just focused on doing the best that he could do which I kind of get he wants to prove himself so you understand mm-hmm. that, but aye, Hamilton was only interested in, right, this car's shite, no win the title, what can we do to get this mm-hmm. right next year? Yep. Um, at times, Hamilton was had an extra bit of weight on his car as well. Uh, mm-hmm. He had, like, different sensors and stuff on the car. Yep. You know, to, to collect data, so it was a wee bit heavier, so obviously mm-hmm. going a couple of tenths slower than but, other cars. So. Like Paul says, there definitely would have been the odd occasion where Russell coming for that mindset and the Williams of scrapping to pull oh, every bit of performance mm. out it. It definitely would have aided mm-hmm. them early in the early goings. Oh, aye. Yeah. Hamilton's sure. kind of like mentally defeated and he's like, what is this nonsense I've got Can't to do? Can't understand what he's is going with this crap car. He's immediately right, he's seizing off and thought, right, let's just start basically redesigning for next year. Yep. It's, uh, it's interesting. I mean, the the mindsets, because that is a totally different mindset that they have. Russell's just hungry well, to win and prove himself. 
that's the thing. Whereas Harwin's coming to the end of his career. Aye. One's coming to the end of his career, one's just starting his career. So yep. the outlook, the mindsets are going to be completely different. I'm sure yep. at the start of Hamilton's career, he wouldn't have been focused on getting a car. Aye, he would have probably been more single-minded, mate. Aye. That's fair. Um, that's, that's something that kind of grows throughout the years. Uh, you can see it in drivers, actually. Well, the top drivers, anyway. You can see it through the years, how they they slowly become intertwined with the team. Whereas before, like when they just come in, it's just like, oh, they're jumping in, they're doing that. But then as time goes on, you see them getting their hands in this and doing all different things mm. and helping the team. Well, and being a Russell's said member. multiple times this year in interviews, um, he's been shocked and uh, impressed by how involved Hamilton is. This, mm-hmm. like he's, he's said on multiple occasions that that's his biggest takeaway for um, being mm-hmm. a teammate with, with Hamilton. It's how involved yep. you need to be to be as successful as he's been. This, this. Yep. Yep, for sure. He's had that mindset of like, I'm the driver. I'm going to turn up the and team the best car right. that you can give me and I'm going to win Th- a race. That's, you know what I mean? But you see, that's... It's the maturity sorry, and stuff. That's... You know what I mean? It's, it's just right. it's a lesson it's up to you learn. Mm-hmm. You, he's saying that throughout the season, like, oh, see how much he's doing with the team and stuff. And it, to me, it's not, it's not quite clicked yet. That no, no, it's not there yet. You know? It's as if mm-hmm. there's still an arrogance see? there that he thinks that mm-hmm. he doesn't need to do that. Or he doesn't need to do it yet, maybe. I so, don't know. But aye, he'll, he'll get there. I don't know. Like, I mean, the thing is, it'll click. It'll click. Russell, as much as he, he's annoying me now, or has been annoying me I still think he's got like all the potential in the world man he is a very talented driver mm-hmm. there's no question there but there is there's oh, a few I... things that he could be doing to you know take the time to learn and it just mm-hmm. so happens that you know I mean he's he's paired with one of the best guys that he could learn for and, and the sort of stuff that he has to learn in terms mm-hmm. of how to be more of a sort of team player no in the sense of you know being a bot ass but in the uh, sense of actually, pulling your weight before during and after the race and, mm-hmm. no just being a driver aye it's uh, it's like the team doesn't win without you you don't win without the team mm. amen mm-hmm. um so I, well, he'll get there. I have faith that he'll get there. He's a good driver. I, I see Russell. I could see him winning a couple of championships. If I'm being honest, uh, if things go the way <laughs> they're projected to go, anyway, mm. uh, I could see him being a multiple champion, multiple time champion. I have a slight. Not so, I don't know if fear's the right word, but I, I kind of suspect that Russell could go the route of somebody like an Alonso, mm. where the the arrogance and the mentality is mm. just always a problem. And he's he's I'm, you know he's good enough. He's he's really super talented, and at the moment finds himself in a great situation where, like we know that Mercedes are going to rebound. Maybe they don't quite mm-hmm. get it right next season. 
or maybe they come out the gate swinging mm-hmm. and they've got the best car by a country mile. But either way, at some point in the next couple yep. of years, while he's under contract with them, they're going to have the best car on the grid again. It's going to swing mm-hmm. back to them. And Russell's going to have a fantastic opportunity to win a title. And like you say, Harry, he might, yep. win, a couple, he might, might win more than one, he might win a couple. But then I think it's there's a chance that then he goes and jumps ship because he's no happy. He's, mm-hmm. you know I mean, he's for whatever yep. reason, you know what I mean. He's he's no getting what he wants. So then he tries to jump to mm-hmm. Ferrari or Red Bull or wherever, yeah. expecting to suddenly mm-hmm. be, you know, getting the red carpet treatment and getting everything that he hopes and dreams for, and then it doesn't quite pan out. Mm-hmm. But I hope that he can learn his, le- learn his lessons and sort of mature. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it, I mean, just the thought of having if a stopping sticks around, you know, the thought of getting like a good five six seasons of the two of them dueling could be phenomenal for the sport. Leclerc and all, potentially Leclerc as well. If if uh, if he jumps to another team, maybe, <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe um, when uh, Audi come in, <laughs> they'll smash it at the park and he can go there. Oh, good. Anyway, uh, before we finish up, actually, there's a couple more things we want to talk about. Uh, okay. So we're just going to move on for the race. Well, actually, we're going to kind of still kind of. So. <laughs> one of the things has to do with the race so Verstappen obviously set a new single season record 14 wins yeah. he broke that at Mexico um, there's two more races to go so what's the record going to be is it going to stick at 14 is it going to be 15 or 16 16 15 that's the big you say 15 I'm going 16 Mix, Mix says 15 Paul says 16 can he see Bayern, man? Eh? Cannot see Bayern. I just cannot see Bayern. Cannot see Bayern. Yep. Hey. Dominant. He could have some trouble next week in Abu Dhabi. Whoa. I don't know. It could be. Uh, I'd have to say 16. <laughs> 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 just, in a normal so, world, right. maybe, maybe he doesn't, but he's, he's been so... So dominant, man. Like, uh, if uh, if the car holds up, it's sixteen. Mm. Right. Barring barring so, issues, he should yeah, be winning because there just isn't another car that can touch him yet. And you know, yeah, Ferrari have went backwards. They were the closest. They've somehow went backwards. I say he's getting there, but there's no enough races left for them to no get to a point where they're <laughs> they're truly fine. So. <laughs> What you say about Ferrari going backwards here? Do you know uh, Mexico, the Grand Prix there, Carlos Sainz finished the race, congratulations. Yay. So in the previous two races, he hasn't got out, he, he hasn't went past lap two. You know that? Uh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> man. <laughs> that was nuts. Um, anyway, so on top of uh, Max Verstappen setting the new uh, single season for a record for number of wins in a season he also uh, has the record for the most points in a season uh, that was held by Lewis Hamilton I think he set that in 2019 let's say 
um, with 413. Max Verstappen now has 416. Um, this was Red Bull's ninth win uh, in a row, so nine consecutive races. That ties the team's record and it puts them two behind the all-time record of 11 wins in a row that was set in 1988 by McLaren. So, a few records there. Um, I do believe that this is Red Bull's best points total as well. Yes, it is. God, so, I that's a record for them. So they're breaking all kind of records this year, guys. So six, six, nine, six. Uh, hi. So, I can tell you talking about Red Bull. So we haven't got the chance to talk about the uh, penalty. Well, no penalties. What's the, uh, what's the word? Punishment? Uh, punishment, aye. That's the one. The punishment for going over the cap which was 7 million fine and 10% of their aerodynamics, um, a reduction in the aerodynamics time, whatever. So how do you feel about that? It's more than the minimum, but it's no enough in my opinion. Right. Mm. Well, I don't know enough about the effects of the aerodynamic testing to comment, fella. I've got to say it's big. It is big, to be fair. It's the ten percent is high. It's pretty big. Right. But the seven million, though, I feel that. So at first, right. So, um, my initial thoughts was it's not good enough because the ten percent. Yes, that is a lot. Uh, so it is a ten percent reduction in. Aero time, I think it will be, uh, and then seven million fine is not enough because a seven million fine is near it wasn't it doesn't come out the budget, so they just pay seven million and they still have a full budget to do uh, to to work with. Aye. right. I see. So if you take the seven million away, you know, <clears throat> from their um, budget. That's a, that's a bit more, right? Because so now they they've got ten percent less money to spend on aerodynamics, right? Right. Because ten percent of the time and all that is away, so they can then use that money and pump it into something else, whatever they want to research and develop. Do you know, you understand what I'm saying? Mm. Because they're not getting the time, so going in there would cost them for that ten percent of time that they're losing. It would cost them X amount of money, but because they're not going to spend that money now, they can go spend it on something else. I suppose that's true too. Hi, so aye, it's no particular right. punishment. It's more of a re <laughs> right. reappropriation of development. <clears throat> okay, aye, that is very um, unusual. <laughs> Did you see? <laughs> right, this is where it gets absolutely ridiculous, and I'm just like. Okay, now I know why Horner was going on about that's too much, whatever, whatever. Uh, obviously, you've got to do that anyway. But have you seen why they were over the budget, over the limit? No. Michael? I 
don't remember, but I did read about it. Right. Talk to me. Uh, so. <laughs> no, you explain it, because I'll just be They were like, so, it was, they were 1,864,000 over budget, right? <laughs> About 140, uh, 1 million, sorry, 1,400,000 of that was because somebody didn't do the taxes properly. So, <laughs> if somebody at Red Bulls <laughs> must be getting fucking fired. So, if they had did the paperwork properly, Red Bull would have been £432,652 over the budget, right? Which, it's still over, it's not a lot. But then, you get into, what was it that they were over the budget? What was it they were doing? And it turns out the, re <laughs> the reason why they were over the budget, I think one of the things was because the the power unit, the, the power unit business, it was understated, mm -hmm. understated, right? So they didn't, I think they valued it less or something. But anyway, but then <laughs> for the most of it, it's costs for catering, social security, um, some apprenticeships, and then doing some inventories, and then non-F1 activities. So whatever the fuck that means, Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> the non-F1 activities, surely they could pay that for something or else. <laughs> Not an F1 budget, but yeah, fuck it, I don't know. But I'm like, how can you be ever budget because you're catering? Like, so it's just parties and stuff. And now it's like, makes sense why some folk were putting memes up about Red Bull having parties and stuff. I'm like, oh, oh my God. Really likes his smoked this. salmon, man. <laughs> I'm like, this is why they're ever budget. <laughs> like, what the fuck? That's just, it's just the FIA have come out. <laughs> it's just fuel. So, yeah, go ahead. fuel for conspiracy theorists. You know what I mean? Because they're going to say they've, they've spent the amount they're over on the car and then they've just fudged the the accounts to account for it as mm. well mm -hmm. well I mean uh, but, <laughs> I don't know <laughs> the FIA have said that they've done a thorough investigation they've found nothing that they're like and there they were saying they want to try to conceal anything it's just literally this mistake on the taxing. They would have wiped 1.4 million off of it. Like, that's just, that in itself is just fucking ridiculous. How has somebody messed that up? Like, surely, like, you have accountants and shit to deal with that stuff. Like, at the top of the game, like, how do you know if they something to wipe away that 1.4 million? But then, oh, well. I don't know. But the, the, the daftest <laughs> thing is that I don't know when, but at some point, supposedly, there was an option for teams to submit their accounts as they were at that time, mm -hmm. get them checked by the FIA. Discrepancies would be noted, and then, and then that would mm -hmm. allow them to be better prepared for when they would 
finally finally, <laughs> I finally did. basically they were going to try and run and Red mm-hmm. Bull declined aye of course come right around bites you right in the ass doesn't it <laughs> oh man brilliant I love it <laughs> I just kind of I mean surely you would it like all right cool so i that we've got nothing to lose this is a free run do you know <laughs> like what is it the test that you do at school um the mock test is it prelims the, the prelims all right that's the one right. <laughs> if you do shite your, your proper ones you can <laughs> appeal and get it it's like a prelim <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> oh man oh, it's nuts I mean, but even with that, like you should, there should be somebody there that would see that. Like, there's no, no double checking things. Like, surely, seems like such a silly, silly mistake. Aye, silly, silly situation. Why completely? Um, why? craziness um, so by now they're going to get hurt with their aero stuff for stupidness yep but that's on them um, I'm pretty sure they'll still have a fantastic car next year because it'll literally just be upgrading this motor so um, <laughs> but could have been even better what will really really hurt them as if Mercedes going to win next year hmm. by the finest of margins did you see the announcement from Mercedes I think it was last week they announced it uh, they, they, they made it official they are not going to continue one way W13 or whatever it is they're calling this uh, car they've got this year um, so they're not going to continue to develop that and I'm trying to improve it for mm. next year. They're basically coming in with a new package all together next season. Oh, well. Basically, they've decided that they've figured out where they went wrong in their aero package. So they're just scrapping what mm-hmm. they did and go using using the research that they've did throughout the year on that car mm-hmm. to better inform them going on a, a new design for next year. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully. Oh. Hopefully for them, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I hope for them that they've they've figured out what's went wrong in the next. Because if they, oh, if they start it next season like this one, oh my god! The thing is, a team like that, you've got to think that they must be reaching the ceiling of what they can possibly get out the the car they have there, like. Mm. They must have realised that to fix the issues, they have to basically start with a new canvas. Because if if there was any way they could get the necessary performance out of that car to win, then you would think they would just throw everything at it. Yeah. So they must be pretty confident that they're going in the right direction. But then I suppose they were probably pretty confident going in the direction that led them into this season. Ah, this year. So. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Ah, I see. Time will tell. Time will tell. Oh, boy. 
So <laughs> next week we have Brazil. And I know we've just said well, myself and Paul pretty much have said that uh, Max Verstappen's winning this season, but um I how do you think this race will go? I think I think the Mercedes yeah. have a very good chance here. Mm-hmm. It's, hard, it's hard to know how much a chance because of the potential false positive as we spoke about with mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 altitude to Mexico. You know, given that we boost to Mercedes, so we don't quite know what they were actually getting out of their upgrades. But we've got the return of sprint. In Brazil, and Mercedes tend to do like throughout the season they have done better in races than in qualifying. So if they Mm -hmm. and obviously over the last couple of races they've qualified better and better. So if Russell Mm -hmm. and Hamilton are near the front and qualifying, and then they have a solid performance in sprint, potentially gaining a place, Mm -hmm. we could have a Mercedes. uh, Sorry, we. It's very likely we'll have a Mercedes on the front row. We mm-hmm. could have potentially a Mercedes one two going on in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Yep, I think Brazil. It's a good track for Mercedes mm-hmm. and Ferrari. I would say with the sprint. It could be pretty good for Mercedes. So as you said, Michael, through the qualifying, if they are up near the top and then during the sprint race where they've been better in actual race than the qualifying, yep. they can improve on their t- um, positions. Uh, we could have a Mercedes 1-2. Could be up for a shock. Um, but I think through the race though, so no man, this I, I, Ferrari. I'm, I I don't know why. I just for some reason I think Ferrari will perform well with this this uh, race. Okay. So Ferrari could spoil uh-huh. the party, but Red Bull very fast in straights. These two two nice long straights here and some high pace corner so where they're not going to lose a lot of speed so that could work in their favour as well like can they build up that lead so when they're going through the corners like the tight corners they're going to keep their place do you know I don't know it'll be interesting hopefully 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 uh, what have we seen with uh, McLaren think they'll have a good race as well uh, but I expect them to have a good race anyway um, especially that they're only like what seven mm, I don't want to tell a lie here so I should probably look it up but they're very close to Alpine in the Constructors Championship so they fight for fourth seven so points be, uh, it is seven isn't it yeah there we go so yeah uh, Incidentally, next week, Mercedes yep. only yep. now 40 points behind Ferrari 
I had that. So I was going to say somebody also, was talking about that earlier. Also, um, Hamilton's now surpassed signs. Signs has dropped mm -hmm. Hamilton in the drivers can uh, drivers standings. Yes, and Checo Perez is now ahead of Leclerc by five points. So, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is mind blowing. <laughs> yep, it's boggling. So, aye, there's still a lot to fight for. Yeah, oh. for the likes of McLaren and and, uh, and Alpine. So we'll yep. we'll see. We shall see. Uh, hopefully, it's another exciting race, and then after that, we have Abu Dhabi. The final. I was going to say lap of the season, final race of the season. <laughs> but uh, aye. I think we'll just wrap up there, lads. Unless there's anything that you guys would like to add. Well, I'm all out to do it, my friend. All out to do it. I'm out to do it, my man. I'm all good. She's waiting for a boyfriend. <laughs> 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 all right then <laughs> we'll love you and leave you then Special lads lobbies. all right well trips i'm just leaving <laughs> lads and lassies <laughs> eh you're not leaving what a lobster dinner and never call again <laughs> <laughs> a rough lobster <laughs> <All right. laughs> Happy bye, bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> See you, bye.